Hello and welcome back to the Soccer Brothers Podcast. This is episode number 10. I'm your host, Soccer Tone. As always, I'm joined by my brother, Nihal. How you doing, Nihal? Man, what, what an evening. That's all I can say. Yeah. Before we get into all the bad stuff, why don't we talk about some good news? Um, yeah, we're going to have a, um, a host, uh, sorry, uh, a guest, our second guest on this podcast. His name is Boxy Yamba. Um, he plays for the under-20 U.S. national team, and he is also a youth player for Atletico Madrid. Yeah, you know, um, so we're excited to talk to him. All right, now let's get into what just transpired. You know, before before we get into this episode, this might be a little bit of an emotional episode. Uh, you know, we haven't had too much time to digest our thoughts. We're recording directly after the Mexico-Panama match. Um, you know, I, it's probably not going to be, you know, I don't know. We're, we're just going to be talking about these two matches that, that occurred today. Yeah. Not going to talk about U.S. Open Cup. Or and the, by the way, this, this match ended pretty late because of all the... If you watch the match, you know what I'm talking about. There was a um, full-time, I believe, extended like 13 minutes. 15, no, more than that. It was like 17 minutes. Yeah, I, I, don't even, I don't even know. <laughs> all right, so uh, we're going to talk about Panama-Mexico first. This game was played in Atlanta in the Georgia Dome. Is that where we're starting? Yeah, that's where okay. we're starting. Because I'm more mad about this, and then we can actually start to... All right. Well, I mean, I'm mad about both of them. I'm, I'm honestly more angry about this. I don't know why. No, tomorrow you'll be more angry about this. Or U.S. Mexico. I mean, U.S. Jamaica. Anyways, we're starting in Panama, Mexico, where uh, they took each other on in the Georgia Dome. Um, it started off in the 25th minute. American referee Mark Geiger making a controversial decision by um, ejecting Luis, Te- Luis Tejada for Panama. And what do you think about that call? Wait, I'm just going to go through this. I can see why he called it a red card, to be honest. You know, I... I think because... I feel like there's so much of that you're not going to see during a game. No, but... So... But, you know, because of the fact that it happened in, like, the 25th minute, because of what happened at the end of the match, it makes it seem, like, a lot worse than it was. But in all in all, it might, I, I think it might have been the right call. Just, like, the, the second penalty might have been the right call. But that being said, you know... Uh, it's harsh, right? It's harsh. It's harsh to send off a player that early for something that didn't look intentional. Um... You know, oh man, at least Tejada was my X Factor, too. Yeah. We start to, I mean, okay, I don't think, obviously we're going to get to, like, the actual bad call, and maybe part of the reason that this first call made us really mad, I mean, right now I've digested a little bit, and it could be a red card, but part of the reason that I got so mad in the moment is because I know how Mexico got to the semifinal game, yeah. and that... that, that well, and you know, you know how they operate within CONCACAF. Yeah. And, you know, every all, all, all I see on social media, the Mexico fans that, you know, I encounter on social media are always, you know, I don't know, they're like, don't whine, that's what soccer is, that's what, you know, whatever. It's part of the game. But for a year, we've had to listen to their incessant whining about, about the, the Iron Robins dive. No era penal. Well, you know what? That was a lot more of a penalty than Roman Torres's handball, quote-unquote. Um, and Costa Rica, the last penalty was an absolute disgrace as well. Dude, we, yeah, we did talk about it. I, it's, you know... The way... The things that Mexico gets away with in this region... And I don't know if you want to talk about CONCACAF now or after we review both matches. Um, but what Mexico and their fans in the stands get away with... Is is really really ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It really is, and I, you know, why don't we? 
why don't we talk about the matches first and then get into yeah. what CONCACAF to, can do, where do we go from here, and maybe even talk about the legitimacy of the Gold Cup. Yeah. All right, so the next thing that happened was in the 89th minute, uh, Roman Torres conceded a penalty <laughs> in Mexico's favor. Andres Guardado uh, converted it. Uh, it was a handball or a so-called handball. It wasn't actually a handball. By the way, Andres Guardado, only player on the Mexican team, I respect at this point. Ah, uh, Ochoa. Oh, yeah, fine. Ochoa. Because he... But Guardado is an absolute class player. Probably the best player in this tournament. Um, and... Yeah, well, first of all, and also let's talk about Ramon Torres. What a beast of a defender. Yeah, Great yeah he defender. did really well other than that. And, yeah. Oh, I missed something. <laughs> I missed the goal for Panama. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're so anxious. To yeah, in the 57th minute, Ramon Torres scored a header off a corner for yeah. Panama, and that, that put them up 1-0. Yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, Panama, you know, hats off to them. Uh, you know, the, the, the Mexican Federation and soccer team detractor in me is like, yeah, you know, go at the ref, go at Mexico, but objectively, what they did was kind of a disgrace as well, um, yeah. stopping the match. Right, and right after the game, just going after yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, I can understand... Almost like the coach going I, I can understand it emotionally, but running at the ref, touching the ref, is not okay. Yeah. It's not okay, and it's not, it's not part of the game, honestly. Um, but yeah, Ramon Torres, great player, you know, unfortunate handball... Not a handball at all, um, in my opinion. Um, sorry, we just have phones going off. Uh, people are messaging us about the game. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it wasn't a handball. And Mexico, Panama played their hearts out for 89 minutes, and, you know, it's just, it's this after the Costa Rica match. Uh, man, you... I mean, yeah. Mexico won. Yeah. There's nothing wow. you can do about it. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's also frustrating because we because we lost today. We were probably rooting for Panama even harder. Yeah. So the initial red card was seemed even worse. Basically. Actually, if we won against Jamaica... Well, I might want to play Mexico. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm but saying. But if, yeah. if the match unfolded in the same way that it did, I would not have wanted to play Mexico in that fashion. Yeah. But now we don't even get a chance to beat them. And we'll talk about our match later. Yeah. All right. So, okay. So, basically, the the match extended for, like, 13 minutes afterwards. The Panamanians refused to play. But then, finally, Pinedo got in goal and said, let's do this penalty. Guardado converted it. Um, and then we go into extra time. And then the, in the 150, 105th minute, right before halftime, um, there was another penalty awarded, which... Um, wait. Who? who, who Orozco. Orozco. Orozco drew it. And uh, he was sandwiched in between two defenders. And, and I forgot who the other one was. And uh, uh, Guardado converted it again, far yeah. left corner. Well, that was much more of a penalty. Yeah. And then, uh, I don't have anything else to talk about. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it ended 2-1 Mexico's favor. It's just unfortunate. It's unfortunate. And, you know, maybe, I think we should talk about the U.S. match before we talk about CONCACAF. Um, I, I really... Can I, can I talk about CONCACAF first? No, let's, let's talk about the U.S. match. But first, let me say something. It's been just such a heartbreaking two years for Panama. Um, you know, first, into the 2013 Gold Cup Final, they lose late on to the U.S. 2013 later, they're on the cusp of making the World Cup playoff. And then Zussi scores and Johansson scores. And then now, this just, this crap. I mean, it's, it's, 
it's too bad because they have a good team. And Cooper, that number 11, he's amazing. I mean, not amazing, but he's fantastic. He looks like Fabian Castillo, to be honest. Yeah. He was one of those players who touched the ref, which... Yeah, I mean... I mean, he gets out of control. I mean, You know, to be fair, Geiger could have done... Could have handed out more red cards in that match. Yeah, he could have. And, but also, he didn't do enough with the Mexican fans throwing stuff. He, he, he should have made the players leave the stadium so that when, yeah. when they came back on the field, Mexican fans would know just to not throw things and, you know, just, I mean, they would be more calm. And right away, also when I look at the stats, I'm just surprised that with a red card, Panama, I mean, only had one less shot than Mexico. They had their chances, and they took they took one of the chances. They took the only they scored the only goal in the run of play in this match. They deserve the victory, in my opinion. Just they were th- they were what three four minutes away from being in the final against Jamaica. It's, we were three or four minutes away from having a surefire first winner in Concacaf, and Geiger just he has a howler. He has a terrible terrible call. And I mean, anyone who says otherwise, it's not about the part of the body that touched the ball. It's the way that he fell down. I mean, okay. So, 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 he, so he's falling down, right? He had no choice. And then he used his elbow, which wasn't in an international and in, or unnatural <laughs> position. And then used it as balance, and then it, it happened to hit the ball. It's right. not a penalty. I'm trying to be objective as possible here. It looked like he did fall onto the ball on purpose. I, I think no. my one knock on Torres is he did not need to do that. He could have, like, gotten out of the way. Yeah, and Pineda would have been there. But but there's not enough But it's not a penalty. To, it's yeah. not a penalty. There is no intent, and like you said, the hand is not in an unnatural position, and he wasn't denying a goal-scoring opportunity. Yeah. And Geiger had a fantastic World Cup. He was MLS Referee of the Year. You know, he has a reputation for having some of these bad calls and over-disciplining. But this is just beyond, you know... When you, when you make a call that... 100% changes the outcome of the match in the dying minutes of the match. You know, you deserve to be looked at as a referee. And, you know, I'm sure Geiger doesn't know now, but looking back on it, maybe watching a replay, will realize he made the wrong call. Yeah. And the fact that he gave them a BS penalty and then gave him another penalty, even if it was fair, is why, you know... Is why the Panamanian players were standing up, uh, applauding him sarcastically, which was the best moment of the match. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty funny. Anything right. else to say? I mean, we're, we're going to talk about, we're going to mention this match, but it will be like an example when we're talking about Concacaf big picture. But about this match specifically, do you have anything else, more to say? Do you have anything to note about Mexico tactics? Well, you got you got to say, uh, you got to say, Jamaica are probably not the favorites, but they have a good shot. Yeah. They have a great shot at beating Mexico, and you know what? Today... A uh, part of that is uh, Carlos Velo, Velo does have yellow card accumulation, oh, right. and he will not be in the, playing in the final, and Giovanni de Santos has an injury. Injury. I cannot talk right now. Yeah, it's okay. Sunday, you know, I'll be rooting for the reggae boys. Maybe wearing my Packers jersey. <laughs> Similar colors, I guess. What happened to trying to be objective? Huh? Oh, come on. Have I ever... I mean, it's it's... Pretty cut and dry that I'm, I'm a U.S. I'm a U.S. fan. Oh yeah, no, no, no. It's, but, but about, also, about Mexico. I'm never going to be objective about Mexico. It's like asking me. It's asking me to be objective about the Bears or Jay Cutler. 
I mean, I, I, you can be objective. I'm, about okay, I'm going to be. The U.S. plays. When Mexico. I'm doing my analysis, I'm going to be objective. Okay, yeah. But I'm rooting for Jamaica. Okay, fine. That's not going to take away from what I see in the match. And, you know, like I said, I'm trying to be objective as, as possible with Geiger's calls. And I think calls one and three are correct. Yeah. So. So you want to move on to U.S. Jamaica? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> okay, well, we're doing it anyway. Um, the U.S. and Jamaica played in the Georgia Dome right before Panama, Mexico. Um, and right away, I mean, or 30 minutes in, 31 minutes in, there was a throw-in, and Darren Maddox headed the ball into the net. John! Johnny Boy! It was off the post. John man. Brooks, what are you doing? Definitely taller how, than how, how many inches do you think he has on Maddox? <laughs> I don't know. And then, and then Guzan! Uh, five minutes later on the second goal, Giles Barnes scores a free kick. What the... I just... Oh, my God. What a disaster. Two stupid goals to give up. Two absolutely stupid goals to give up. Um, you know, I love Brad Guzan. I think he's a great keeper. Um, would love to have him on the show. But it's... it's Man. It was a mistake. But, oddly, I... Besides, aside from the Cuba match, I really do 100% believe this was our best performance at the Gold Cup. Really? Yeah. All right, and then, you know, I'm just going to... Michael Bradley scored in the 48th minute. We lost, ended up losing 2-1. to one. Bradley, I mean, their keeper is terrible. Yeah. Plays in the USL. I, I think USL and ASL. I don't remember. I think USL. But we had 20 shots. They had 10 shots. And it's surprising to me that out of 20 shots... I mean, there's probably, like, three or two that you can say, okay, I mean, I can accept that save from the keeper. But all the other ones were just straight at him. Yeah. So that means, like, 17 shots were bad. Well, Aaron Johansson has to score. He did set up the first goal. Okay, Sahil, I don't really care. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, but I feel like when people were talking about his performance, they never mentioned that like he had the initial shot. Well, did you have to have a good performance today? No, no, uh, no. But okay, but it's so, just as good as an assist, is what I'm saying. Fine, Sahil, but the thing is, he has to score that second goal. Is it's? I think that's a worse miss than Chris Wondolowski's last summer. Yeah, I don't know about that, but uh, and you know, it's we were just so close to tying it up. Oh, man, I just, you know, it's it's disappointing. It's disappointing that the U.S. is going to have to play in the playoffs to get to the Confederations Cup final. And frankly, Jurgen Klinsmann has to be on the hot seat. Has to be. You know, the fact that we beat Belgium and Netherlands really took away from the fact that we've had a terrible 12 months as a team. In Germany. Ever since the Portugal match, we've looked terrible. We've looked awful. So, Klinsman, tactically, where is the revolution? I sound like Alexi Lawless. Where is the revolution? Where is this proactive style of soccer? Why, you know, today we outplayed a Jamaica team. We played a proactive style. How come we're outshot by Haiti, Honduras? I, th- I think we maybe outshot Panama. I don't know, maybe not. How, I just, I, I don't know. It, Klinsman needs to be on the hot seat. We lost in the semifinals of a Gold Cup to Jamaica, who are a good team. And I said before the match, they are a good team. And I've been telling you the whole week, or the whole f- last couple of days, this is a team we should be afraid of. And it's it's not like 
it's not like we're injury plagued. I I think if Josie was healthy, I I don't know. If, I don't even know then if I would be starting him. Well, but the one thing you have to wonder is, would Jordan Morris have made a difference in this tournament? Because Klinsman said he would have been there if he wasn't injured. No. You really don't think so? I think he would have. Jordan Morris. I think he's better than Wando. Okay, okay, okay. So, in this so, competition. So you're saying he... But Alan Gordon wasn't called up initially, so you're saying he would have been called up instead of Josie initially? Bef- Who? Before Morris? the stages? Yeah. No, Wando. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Instead of Wando. Yeah. And then when... Well, I thought Gordon had a great match, by the way. But can we get back to Clinton? Let's get back to Clinton for a second. Bob Bradley was fired after... Two years after we made the final of the Confederations Cup, should have that probably won that match. Then in the World Cup, we won our group with England in it, did lose an extra time to Ghana, and then and we and, also I and mean, we, we lost in the final to Mexico in the Rose Bowl. I mean, and Klinsman just seems to get a pass. Yeah, and also to know we. We should have, wait, yeah. If I'm thinking about this, we should have beaten England by two more points than we did because of that BS Slovenia call. Yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. But I I don't, Jurgen will not be fired right now. No, he He will not. If he loses, if he loses the playoff, the playoff, he should be fired. And if he, you know, if he wins, I, I don't know. He definitely should be the coach up until then, which is probably happening in October. But this is the first time we've lost. To a Caribbean team in the U.S. since 1968. On home soil. On home in the U.S. That's what I just oh, said. Yeah, sorry. To Haiti, we lost one nothing. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. We, uh, like I said, Concacaf is getting better. You know, it's good. Man, Jamaica is a very, very good team. They won their group with Costa Rica in it, but we still are the favorites. We still are. We still should be winning these matches. And tactically, the four four two is just not working. I don't think. Yeah. And part of that is Dempsey, who I love, fantastic player, had a great tournament. But you know, you can't play a four three three with Dempsey. Yeah. Well, why don't we go into more specific mistakes about what Jurgen has made? Uh, I told you this earlier today. I do not think that Michael Bradley should have been playing against Panama oh considering we already won the God. group. We won the group. He's played every minute. He And somehow, for some reason, he played the whole Cuba match. Two, why is Yedlin coming on for Bigdoya, who looked like our most attacking presence, our best attacking presence? Why did Zardes not come off? Really but, Bedoya is the one who can get that cross in to Alan Gordon. I don't understand what Zardis has done to somehow <laughs> rather be kept on than Bedoya. Like speed? I don't know. Is Bedoya maybe maybe Bedoya is not fully healthy, fully fit because of his injury? But I mean, I mean that was like the seventy fifth minute. I I I would have just rather kept both on than than sub off Bedoya for Yedlin. Um, actually, that's a good question. Would you have done that? What? Rather just keep both on than sub in Yedlin No, because Bedoya? Yedlin was needed in the match. Over Bedoya, though? Because Not over Bedoya. Over Zardes. Just asking you. Okay. Or put him in for Evans. Yeah. And then, uh, wait. The- I think starting Brad Evans was a mistake against this team. Starting Kyle Beckerman was a mistake against this team. His last three terrible matches, Jamaica, Jamaica, and Jamaica. In the preliminary qualifying round, 
in in the hex, and then again, once again, in um, today. Yeah. So uh, that I, I think not having not having a defensive midfielder to to replace Kyle Beckerman on the team was a mistake. I think starting Brad Evans was a mistake in this match. I think the biggest mistake was getting rid of Josie out the door because he's obviously not injured. He played for Toronto. Yeah. And he looked good. Can can someone make a case for keeping Jurgen because he's able to recruit some of these European American okay, can we, people? Can we Zellam was always gonna play for the US if he could. Chandler and Jones, I believe, both made their caps under Bob Bradley. Yes, he's gotten John Brooks. Yes, he's gotten Julian Green. But if he can't do anything effective with these players, if he can't use them effectively, what is the point of having him as a coach? Philip Lahm said it after he got fired from Germany. He All he cares about is fitness. Yeah. And, you know, that, like I said, the wins in Europe have sort of have sort of... It, it made us, you know, fall in love with Jürgen again, kind of. And I don't know why that is. But this, you know... September was a joke. We get losing games we should have won. Every, every single match since the Portugal match, up until... Um, up until the Netherlands match, with the exception of the Panama... Uh, with the exception of when we played Panama... In January, we've been outplayed. Honduras, Denmark, Switzerland, um, uh, Czech Republic, who we beat, you know, they were pretty even with us. Colombia, we were thoroughly outplayed. And yes, we didn't have all of our players. But, you know, and we were giving up all those late goals. Yes, he, he fixed that, but now we're giving up early goals. And I genuinely believe we do have the talent, we do have the personnel to compete at a world level, on a world level. And people, people who think that we can't just are misinformed, and also people who think we can just walk through CONCACAF are misinformed. Everywhere you saw, people were acting like it was USA-Mexico already. Okay, it seems to me like... You're giving a little bit of mixed signals. Okay, because Jurgen came out and said that we're the favorite, right? And then you said that, you know, we like, were don't the take favorite. anyone. We were the favorite. But then, is it acceptable to lose to Jamaica? And are you saying, if we beat Jamaica, are you saying the same things that you're saying right now? If we beat Jamaica. You, you probably would, you, not. Probably yeah. not. But that, we lost to Jamaica. That's the result. If we win the Gold Cup, he did his job. Unfortunately, he didn't do his job. If we lose to Mexico, I'm probably not saying the same things. Unless we get absolutely destroyed. But we lost in the semifinal of a Gold Cup. That shouldn't happen. But do you think the reason that we lost to Jamaica... The, I think there were some individual errors. I mean, obviously, like you just said, you're haunted. All right, so can, should we question the Brooks-Alvarado pairing? A little bit. Why is Omar Gonzalez not playing? Why was Matt Beasler not on this roster? I don't know. <laughs> so... These, you know, seems like a I understand player. Klinsman's enthusiasm in playing these young players who have great upside and have great potential and will be invaluable assets in, in the U.S. pool going forward. With that being said, you can't mix that with the, 
rhetoric of that, that Klinsman's been saying, or the, the rhetoric surrounding the U.S. national team and coming out of the U.S. national team camp saying that this is a must-win tournament. Yeah. So, there, something's got to give there. So, and, you know, Klinsman, I'm not saying he should be fired right now, but he should be, he should be on the hot seat. And we need a tactical manager. A tactical manager like Jurgen Klopp, who's out there. What do you? You said before that you don't think it will happen. And what are the reasons that you don't think it will happen? Well, Samuel Gladi likes him too much. Yeah, I think one, just two, making him a World Cup winner just makes him have so much credibility. I don't know why. Yeah, and you know he did revamp the German system. Two, we have this playoff coming up, and we it, it would just be stupid to switch coaches at this point. Yeah. So, but but after the playoff, if if we win, but we don't like look like it's not that convincing. Then do you still firing because? Uh, okay, but, but because like. Well, no. See, that's the problem. You, you. That's the problem here. The only way he gets fired is if we lose. Yeah, because then and we're going then, into World Cup qualifying. Then, you, then you're saying I'm not. I'm not going to change systems. Well, I, I can, I can deal with firing a coach at the beginning of World Cup. We fired, we fired Rob Bradley right after the last Gold Cup. But I mean, there wasn't a playoff, so. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, and Bob Bradley has done amazing things with Egypt and Stabek. Can you really make the case that Jürgen Klinsmann is a better manager than Bob Bradley? Tactically. Yes, I understand I, we were in a harder group this time, but we didn't win the group. Yeah, we did not. But and as far as I'm concerned, we, ble- we beat Slovenia. Okay, we all, well, as far as I'm concerned, oh, okay, not really, but, but it wasn't Jurgen's fault that we lost to Portugal. Or that we drew? Sorry, that we drew Portugal. Well, no, you brought out Omar Gonzalez from whoever was playing on the left wing, I can't remember, and then you just have Beasley patrolling the left wing, and then Ronaldo runs free. That's true. Or the right wing. Or uh, Ronaldo runs free on the right yeah. wing, and it gets in that cross. So, yes, it is his fault. And, and, okay, well, then the other thing... And against Belgium, why didn't he play Kyle Beckerman, who's had a fantastic tournament? Why did he stick Jeff Cameron in at defensive mid for the first time in the World Cup? Yeah. My, my question is, do you think that Jurgen could have led this team in and beat a 2010-caliber Ghana team? No. Okay, well, then, it seems, I mean... Well, I don't know why Jurgen. Yeah, well then, I guess Jurgen hasn't done better than Bradley did. He hasn't. Well, he has not. His record might be a little... I mean, uh, he won the Gold Cup. 20, 2013. Does anything? 2013 was great. Okay, fine. The Hex, the Hex was really good. The Hex was good, yes. So... But that being said, you know, we're celebrating this Hex, but Bob Bradley won the Hex, too. Yeah. He finished first in the... In, he finished first. I don't know. And Bob Bradley beat Spain in the Confederations Cup. True. So all I'm saying is, is he needs to be on the hot seat. He, Sunil Gulati and everyone at U.S. Soccer needs to be questioning him, questioning him directly. Why hasn't he followed through on his plan? And, you know, maybe... I mean, maybe it's a maybe, bigger... It's yeah, maybe we just haven't seen the fruits of his labor yet, but as far as I'm concerned, right now is what was, is what I care about. This is a results-driven business, and he hasn't been getting the results. And, you know, I was joking when I said as far as I'm concerned we beat Slovenia, because we didn't. And 
I mean, it's not Bob Bradley's fault, but, you know, we didn't. But, um... It's a results-driven business, and Klinsman has not gotten the results. So, so this fall, we lose the playoff. You're 100% firing your name. If I were Sunil Gaudi, he's gone. And, you know, if you can, if he's willing to stay on as a technical director, maybe. I mean, that would be, like, I don't know. That would probably be a conflict of interest. But he's okay. good at that. <laughs> I don't know. Or, so, what, so what, 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 was it, what was the other option? Sacrifice the cycle? And no, you're not sacrificing the cycle. Why? How? Okay, for the first round of World Cup qualifying, I mean, I'm confident that any coach under the U.S. national team can beat. I mean, not really, but but I think Jurgen can do that first part of World Cup qualifying. The, but that's why it's an opportune time to get rid of him. Because okay, whoever is the manager... Who, we we have the, the same forward, or one of the same forwards, and he was also deployed as an outside midfielder under Bob Bradley. We have that same player. But except he's older now. Dempsey. We have some of the same players with Jurgen, except they're older from, from when Bob Bradley was coaching. So I think you need to wait for your, your Rubio Rubins, your maybe your ZLMs to come and, and, and experiment because Jurgen does not have a completely different team than Bob Bradley had. Right, but that's what I'm talking about. I, I mean, I just don't think Klinsman has done a good job of integrating the players and creating a cohesive I mean, team. We did not know what a starting 11 would be going into this Gold Cup. It Didn't it change every game? Yeah. How is that a good way to deploy your team? You, and, 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 and why, you know, we have an MLS roster and we have a European roster in these friendlies. And they never seem to come together. So, uh, I mean, I just, there's just, it's not... You know, I, I, maybe I should give him the benefit of the doubt. We should we should finish off this cycle and see how he does in Russia if we even get there. And if if he given, he could do well. I, I think there are a lot there are a lot of merits to having Klinsman as your head coach. I'm not saying we should fire him right now, obviously, but he should be questioned by U.S. soccer, not just by the media or the fans. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about CONCACAF now. Oh, my God. Now, I want to say this to open up. This Gold Cup, in my opinion, CONCACAF's talent has increased a lot since 2011 Gold 100%. Cup. 100%. So we had a chance to make this, you know, a great Gold Cup, but it's been ruined by things that have nothing to do with football. Yeah, exactly. How can we, how can we be taken seriously as a competition when... The one team that brings in the most money somehow gets into the final every time, regardless of how they play. How can we? How can this be a legitimate tournament? Well, it's not. You know, right now, we play on turf in football stadiums. We have one host country. Play on we, turf and turf for some teams that's just been used like an, an, like yeah, an hour ago. We play back to back matches. Yeah. We play. We don't play group games at the same time. Our referees suck. The fans are a disgrace. We have ramp- rampant corruption in the, in the region. How are we supposed to be... Because when all, is, all of that is there, I don't care if we play the best soccer in the world, it's not going to mean a thing in the eyes of everyone else, or even in the eyes of, of us, in our eyes. Yeah. Because, you know, we're not... Right now... We are not just 
whining Americans because we lost. It is a real problem. It is a real problem in this region. The refereeing, the venues, and the way we operate. The fans. The fans, yeah. And the fans, the stadiums. The, yeah. You know, I'm not going to say all Mexican fans are like this. You know, I'm not going to say... Because they're not. It's just a fact. They're not. Most aren't. Yeah. But when you look at it, some of these Central American countries and Mexico, the, the amount of things they throw on the field is much higher than anyone else. Yeah. Much higher. So what do you think the punishment would be for Mexico and its fans? Well, Mexico should at least play two or three home games closed door. No fans yeah. in the stadium. They should get a huge fine. But it's not going to happen. They, they generate too much money. You can't, they're not going to take away their fans. Because they are the ones who generate the most money. But it is absolutely ridiculous. It, the, on the goal they have stuff being thrown at them, it just makes me angry. I can't stand it. It's just an irrational, maybe slightly rational anger towards these Mexican, these very specific Mexican supporters. Yeah, right. Right after Mexican, Panama's goal, they're just being showered with drinks and right. stuff. And I just, who does that? Why would you want to do that? Yeah, and you know we see it in the U.S. and other sports. So I'm not going like in basketball. We, I, in, in Detroit. Yeah, and in Cleveland, we've seen it. Yeah. Remember Ron Artest? But, but these are very specific times. We're seeing every Mexico game. But we Mexico see it game. every time, exactly. Yeah. And, and like I said before, it's not all, it's not even most Mexico fans. But it seems like at these matches, I, I don't know why, it just continues to happen. And the is there like a specific Mexican supporters uh, maybe, group that's doing this? And the Puto chant is absolutely ridiculous. You know, I don't, I don't like the fact that we, that they say that. I don't like the fact that some Americans say, you suck, a-hole. I don't like it. Yeah. I don't, well, because, why does it take so long for CONCACAF to, okay. Well, that's, that's another thing. What, what Mexico fans are doing is bad, but our um, American exceptionalism has to stop. Yeah. It really does. I am not looking down on Mexican fans. I'm saying we need to fix this as a region, and we we need to fix it together, to be honest. Because, you know, it happens more than it does with the American Outlaws, but, you know, there there are some things, you know, it ha I really don't think it happens with the American Outlaws as, nearly as much. But like I said, that doesn't mean anything. I... I... <sighs> I think hate speech should not be tolerated. I mean, FIFA goes on about it all the time, and CONCACAF is a branch of FIFA, so why can't Mexico or any other team that uses this be punished? And, and I'm a little bit biased because I'm American, but, but a-hole is not hate speech. Puto is. It's not hate speech. Yeah, I guess you're right. And obviously, I, don't, I, don't, I wouldn't do that. I don't, I don't think it's nice, but you can, I don't think you can put a ban on every single, like, Curse word. Right, right. And I want to, you know, tread lightly here, and I don't want to put words in people's mouths or anyone, but, like, if you're, if you are a Mexican soccer player and you happen to be gay, how do you feel in that situation? Or even a Mexico fan at the match? Yeah. And like I said, Mexico, Mexico is not the only country in the region that does that. A lot of the, a lot of the teams do. Say puto. So... We have a slight bias against Mexico, and, you know, we just watched Mexico. Ah, 
I mean, the, the, the fact that they're just showered with, just pelted by drinks is ridiculous. Why would you throw your $8 beer at people anyway? I don't, and they still scored a goal, dude. Get over it. I, I know. It's just... That's, that's the thing. I am not complaining as an Amer- U.S. soccer supporter. I'm complaining as a fan of the sport that's being sullied. The game I love is being sullied by these fans who are just ridiculous. And CONCACAF is refusing to step in because it's happened. It's been happening. It's been happening for a long period of time. Remember against El Salvador, Landon Donovan was pelted with stuff with the sunglasses. Yeah. You know, and, and is homophobia... Homophobia is a terrible, terrible thing. And it, it really has no place in soccer, just like racism has no place in soccer. No place anywhere, but when you can control it, when CONCACAF has the power to control this stuff, then you have to do it. Exactly. And I, isn't there, like, another meaning where puto also means coward? Like, yeah, 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 right, that's why you're saying it. Like, just sit down. That doesn't, that's not what, that's not why they're saying that. And the other thing about the drinks is that no matter, no matter what's going on in the game, like, Mexico can be up 4-0, or any yeah. team can be up 4-0, but I still see it. Yeah. And it doesn't make any sense to me. The laser pointers are bad, too. Yeah, okay, yeah. And that's not, that happens in the World Cup, that, that's everywhere. That definitely happens in the U.S., too. Yeah. So, I mean, that, yeah, CONCACAF is a disgrace, you know, it's, it saddens me that we are t- being forced to talk about this, that, that this is, that we, that we have to talk about this instead of talking about soccer. Yeah. Instead of talking about Jamaica's run, how well Panama played, we're talking about inept refereeing, lack of security, rowdy fans... Turf, terrible rules. I mean, back to back games. Yeah, I mean, group stage games. Last, yeah. last group stage games not being played, played. simultaneously. Yeah. I mean, wow, what a region. What a joke. Yeah, and like I said, it's not going to matter how much better Concacaf is, is growing. Uh, we we can soccer wise. Yeah, it doesn't mean a thing. Yeah. There's a lot to talk about. Um, so, CONCACAF really, really needs to get their stuff together. You know, we maybe should have someone on to talk about CONCACAF because it's absolutely ridiculous. It's 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 a little bit heartbreaking, to be honest. You know, it's 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 just all of it just needs to stop. Everything needs to be sorted out in this region because it is. I said it what five hundred times in this show. It's it's ridiculous. Right. I mean, I want to be able to be at a place where I can look at a soccer team, any soccer team, and just look at that team based on what the players are doing on the field. Right. And you know what? Today, the Mexican players did do a a little bit better by stopping. But when when do you see the Mexican players telling the Mexican fans to stop besides a little bit today? Never. It's on the players, too. It's on the referees. It's on 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 Miguel Herrera. How can you blame the Panamanians or any team that's being pelted with to not get angry at the fans. That's what, Trinidad too, remember that? Yeah. That's why people, that's why people hate the Mexican national team. Because so, you know, you know, here's another thing. Mexico, Mexico, so- Mexican soccer, you're not that good either. 
They act like they act like they're the okay. they act like they're the best. All right. Well, talent wise, they're one of the best in Concacaf. Yes, that's very true. I um, mean, they didn't have Giovanni Dos Santos tonight, which you said it was the who's the most creative player on the pitch. Okay, fine. But like, come on. No, no. Okay, I'm not justifying any actions, but I, I don't. I think that Mexico's a, a pretty. Mexico's team. a great team, but they they can never. They're never. They're, they have great individual talent, but they're never a great team. Okay, well then you can't say the U.S. was ever a great team. I guess you never said. No, that. the U.S. is a great team. They just don't have great individual talent. Okay, so it's like yeah, it's like the opposite. Yeah. But we do have individual talent coming. All right. Well, you can email us at soccerbrotherspodcast at gmail dot com. We have a group. We have a Twitter for this podcast, Soccer Bros Pod, uh, at Soccer Bros Pod. We have each have individual Twitters. My brother's at Big Time Brownie. I'm at ASR underscore Saho. Oh, um, by the way, our last episode actually was on iTunes. Oh, really? Yeah. Wait, were the other ones up too no. before that? That's really dumb. Well, yeah, I think one and two came back because we upgraded it. But, I mean. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So at one point, we didn't have episode one and two on SoundCloud because we didn't, we didn't um, have the full version. Yeah. So that happened. Um, yeah, so, if you want to let out your anger somewhere, you can tweet at us, you can, uh... We'd love to, we'd love to have more discussions about, you know, maybe strategies to uh, improve CONCACAF. Uh, I mean, obviously, we personally can't do anything, but, you know, is it, is it time to pull out? I don't think that's possible. Okay, Okay, because, like, if okay, you don't... That's, that's, this is the issue. You right? need to partner you, with FIFA, You right? and I don't want to pull out of FIFA or CONCACAF because we want to be a part of the World Cup as fans. Yeah. But is, yeah. That, is that the best thing? Is that worth it? Because then it'll just keep on happening over and over again. Yeah, exactly. Because CONCACAF doesn't... They don't need to do anything. If, if, we're, if we're going to say, yeah. well, I want to play in the World Cup. Yeah. So, I mean... And if every team pulls out... I mean, okay, not every team. But, like, a lot of teams pull out, then FIFA might have to, you know, say that this group of teams gets their own confederation or whatever the case may be. Yeah, I... I... Man, what do you It's mean? a sad day what in, in soccer. Um, yeah. I mean, this year has just not been, you know, the whole Emmanuel Frimpong incident in Russia. Did you hear about that? He's been banned because he, he got mad at some fans for hurling racist abuse at him, or the whole River Plate Bocas match where the fans were, were pepper sprayed, or the players were pepper sprayed by fans. I mean, oh, yeah. That's, you know, it's, it's stuff like that, which is why Europeans think they're better, even though they're not, because Russia's in UEFA. I mean, you look at some of the incidents throughout, you, you like English hooliganism, I mean, so... It just, you know, there's so many... I think just, I, the whole thing is that everyone around the world just needs to get over themselves. Because we we're to, all bad we in to, our own way. We need to work together as a global community to fix this. Just like we need to work together as a global community to fight, you know, social is- issues, environmental issues that go way, way well beyond soccer. Yeah. Because this, stuff like this is a microcosm of what happens on a daily basis and in any number of things. But, yeah. And... But for us as soccer fans, this is supposed to be an escape. The beautiful game is supposed to be an escape from that. It's not supposed to be part of that. Soccer is po- sport is sports are political in their nature, 
politics, I'm not talking about politics because those are always going to be part of, of soccer, just like in the 1998 World Cup with France. But stuff like this is just completely, completely unneeded. I agree. All right. All right. Uh, <laughs> we apologize for the, you know, I don't know. Yeah, well, we obviously didn't sound our best today, and that was not really the intent. We wanted you guys to hear our raw opinions. Right. And we wanted to get this out as quick as possible. In retrospect, we might regret it in the future, but yeah. I really am happy we did this. Yeah, and I guess we'll have a separate uh, Gold Cup preview episode if you want to do that, because we didn't really talk about what's going to happen in Jamaica versus Mexico. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't really want to. I don't to know right what now, we're going to do, because, I don't know. Because we, 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 we can we record the boxy here. part separately. Yeah, we can. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about. This. Yeah, we'll discuss this off, 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 off mic. Off mic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I'm off camera. All right, soccerbrotherspodcast at gmail.com. Email us, please, as Saho said. Remember to rate, review on iTunes. We really, really appreciate it. And please, please share us your thoughts. We really want to hear from you guys because, you know. We, we really need to hear from you guys and see, and see what you guys think. All right. Good night. Thanks for listening. Oh, well, okay. Good Bye. morning. Good morning. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever you're listening to. <laughs> see you guys. Advertising in the skies for people like us.